Go Your Own Way is brought to you by HCN, your source for original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news. Enjoy the adventure! Hello and welcome back to Go Your Own Way! The best podcast called Go Your Own Way that you'll listen to all day. And that unintentionally rhymed. <laughs> if you've been listening to our show recently, uh, you'll know that we're actually right smack dab in the middle of a pretty cool story called The Adventures of Phoebe McGee, Episode 1, The Lighthouse. This episode is actually part three of that story because it just keeps going on because we are getting really good at these stories and we're not dying, so that's good, I suppose. Woo! So, to remind you listeners of our characters for this story, um, Jen is, I believe, a bro, correct? Yeah. And Eric is a lawful good talking sword. Yeah. And me, Peter, I am a magical backpack, just like the character in Dora the Explorer. Oh, yeah. You guys ready to continue our story? Mm-hmm. All right. So, at the end of our last episode, we literally left you hanging in midair, because if you remember, <laughs> uh, our character Phoebe McGee, a 13-year-old girl, um, found an abandoned car in the forest, and was able to get the brakes off, and it started moving down a hill, and now it's running out of control, and we went off the edge of a cliff, presumably, and um, now we're going to see if we die horribly, or if we survive somehow. Let's go. Okay. Phoebe gasps when the old Packard breaks through the surrounding foliage, and... <laughs> and rockets into the air. For a moment, the old car seems to hang in space, giving Phoebe a view of the surrounding woods. Just like a cartoon, Phoebe thinks hysterically. She better Seems be like, hysterical. We're about yeah. to die. Then, splash! The car lands in a river. Okay, at least it's not the ocean. <sighs> Water begins to come up through the floorboards bitch. as the current carries the Packard along. In just a few moments, it's going to sink unless Phoebe gets out. Wait, so if she gets out, it won't sink? The car is evil. It will only sink if it can take someone with it. It's a Nazi car. Um, As the car begins to settle and water seeps into the floorboard, Phoebe begins frantically shaking the door. It doesn't budge. Uh, She tries the the handle and it's stuck in place. Then she puts more of her weight against the door and shoves with all her force. The door doesn't move. The outside pressure of the water becomes too great for her to open the door. Oh no. no. Water is beginning to flow into the car from the open window. This is how we can go out the open window. Oh, we can. We might live. That's our only option. Yes. Ding. Ding. I hope we can swim. I hope there's not like broken glass on the window that we cut ourselves on. You Um, sever your femoral artery. And then we die. Yeah. Phoebe reaches through the window and grabs the door frame. Water rushing by and swirling near the edge. She holds on to the door frame, and with all her might, she pulls herself through the water that is spilling into the car until she is free of the vehicle. As she paddles in the churning river, all she can do to remain upright, um, she hears a gurgling sound. On the far side of the river, Phoebe thinks she sees a figure watching her from the trees. Oh my god. Oh god. (laughs) A man, perhaps, in a floppy hat. She blinks as water streams down her face. Then he's suddenly gone. Maybe she just imagined him? As she treads uh, the river carrying her along, she glances back to see the Packard sink and disappear. 
The river is in a rage, water spirits stamping their feet in a violent temper tantrum. Floating branches are pulled under, then suddenly pop to the surface in a frothy swirl, rejected by the impatient forces below. Phoebe pedals her feet and waves her hands in the water to stay afloat. She's glad her grandpa Jake showed her how to swim, but just swimming with the current and staying afloat will not get her to the closer shore. Uh, the water is flowing from north to south. There is a root sticking up from the water near the north shore. She could try to swim to that, or she could swim to a heavy branch being carried by the current. Uh, she's too weak to just, swim, to just swim with the river. If she simply waits, treading water, she could let the current take her. But then she realizes that the water is flowing into the ocean. That choice is doom. As we described earlier, yeah. um, the ocean the ocean's is gonna kill very us. deadly. Uh, she's going to have to try to swim to the tree roots or to the branch if she is to survive. And although two choices are described, I only have one that I can click on. Which is swim to the branch. What? Ding, I guess. <laughs> well, the, the other one isn't there, so I don't know. I wanted to choose it myself! Phoebe struggles to stay afloat in the swirling water. A branch floats by, but quickly moves out of reach. She slams her hand against the surface of the water and paddles to keep herself afloat as the current carries her along. The water spins her around and then pulls her under. She kicks hard and her head reappears above the turbulence. The river is in a rage. Okay. Um, we might be in a never-ending loop here, uh -oh. and I'm sad. Oh my god. Oh, I think we god. are. You're looking at this too, right? Oh wait, I, I clicked through the loop a couple of times oh. and I was able to get through. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Phoebe washes... So, imagine like ten dings there. <laughs> Listeners. Um... Phoebe washes up on a gravel beach. She lies on her back looking up at the gray sky, too exhausted to move. I'm alive, she loudly tells herself. Uh, Phoebe turns over and pushes herself up. Gotta do those push-ups with those big bro arms, you know? Dude, you know. Then she stands upright, brushing the small bits of gravel from her clothes and squeezing out as much water as she can. She leaves the beach and walks across rocky ground toward nearby cliffs. Phoebe also notices what looks like a nearby cave. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Nazi bats. Oh, no. She can enter the cave or approach the cliffs. What do you guys think? Oh, I'm not participating in this decision. My last one went so badly that I'm <laughs> opting out of this one. <laughs> I really want to look at the cave, but I don't... Well, I've... if we survive, okay, we like, almost getting killed by the river... That's true. Swords are very good for caves. Swords are good for caves. I mean, we're on an adventure. We're on an adventure. So we might as well go to the we cave. We go in the cave. Alright. Ding! With a bit of an echo. <laughs> because we're in a cave. Phoebe is standing in a dark cave. She pauses for a moment to let her eyes adjust to the dim light. Spider webs and the bones of small animals are scattered around the cave floor. Ooh. As she, As she walks to what... So the spiders ate all those yeah. animals. We might have made a terrible choice. <laughs> as she walks, to, as she walks to what she thinks is the back of the cave, Phoebe can see a large spider web hanging from the roof. Um, there's a small pile of dusty bones pushed up against the wall. Pushed up against the wall, Phoebe wonders what animal or creature would do that. Then she looks at the spider web. Oh God, we're we'll right. 
Gads, the spider that made its web must be huge. I'm sure it won't hurt me. <laughs> what kind of logic is that? 13-year-old girl logic. Phoebe tells herself, well, as you were describing before, you see a 13-year-old girl is at the crossroads between dirty thoughts and unicorns. Yeah. So you have to imagine that her logic isn't necessarily going to be Good. the best. Um, Phoebe tells herself reassuringly, she sees something glimmering from deep inside the web. She could reach up and try to get it. She could look through the bones, or she could leave the cave. I think... I think we should search the bone pile, because I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there'll be a snack among... You never know. You mean in real life? No. <laughs> okay. the bone pile, you find a Snickers. Hey, you never know. Phoebe sifts through the bones. Tucked inside is a small piece of paper. I guess technically you could eat that. The paper is soggy wet, so she carefully opens it up. The shaky scrawling is her grandpa's handwriting. Holy crap. Quote, Enclosed is a small key to the lockbox in my lighthouse quarters. When I fled through the tunnel and climbed down from the cliffs, I heard someone talking on the beach. I managed to crawl into this cave. They are looking for me to get to Phoebe. Not sure how long I have since there's no successful way to leave. The lockbox has some items for Phoebe. Whoever finds this... Give her the enclosed key that unlocks the box and tell her to take the case found inside to Maze and tell Phoebe I love her. Holy oh crap. Oh god. So Nazis possibly captured Grandpa Jake. The Nazi or spiders. Grandpa. Or Nazi spiders that can talk. So now we can reach into the spider web or return to the beach. Also, where is the key that he was talking about? It's probably in the spider web. Oh, that's the shimmering thing in the web. Good thinking, Eric. I mean, Let's reach into the spider web. That's my guess. Phoebe reaches into the sticky web and reaches something glittery. As she looks more closely, it appears to be a tiny key hanging back in the thick webs. She reaches for the key, and suddenly feels something beginning to crawl on her hand. <laughs> do we pull out of the web, or do we continue reaching? We need that key for Uncle Jake. We do, but do we need to, like, pull our arm back, crush the spider, and then go grab it? Or... Alright, we need to get that key. Let's try that. Alright. Phoebe reaches for a key that seems to be out of her reach. The sticky mess gives her wiggles. She doesn't want to get her face near any spiders. Then she pulls her hand back. Oh, she chickened out. So we basically, we can't get the key? Maybe we need to find something to extend our reach with. I thought so, too. Because here's what I just did. I kept going oh. over and over, and eventually I got the key. Oh, you did? Yeah. See, I did it a couple of times, and it didn't work like that. Oh, so you just keep looping it until it works? I kept looping it and kept reaching for the key until it worked. You gotta be persistent. Phoebe successfully grabs what appears to be a tiny brass key... On a thin chain, okay. No, what I was going to say is I thought maybe, because I forgot that we have the rosary still. So I thought maybe we use that to somehow use that to grab the key, but apparently this is how you do it. Okay. So continue. Ding with Echo. Back to the beach, ding without Echo. (laughs) You have to be descriptive so that people can imagine. Yeah. 
Um, even though the ding is, I guess, an actual sound mm-hmm. in the podcast. Oh, do you not hear that in regular life? I do. When you but, make like, you know. a big decision. <laughs> always, I always hear dings. I'm gonna have tacos today. Ding. <laughs> this asshole cut me off. I'm gonna give him the finger. Ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so magical. Okay, so let's approach the cliffs now. Yeah. Dang. Uh, Phoebe looks up at the cliff. There appears to be a way up if she is careful. Uh, She could enter the cave or return to the beach, or she could try climbing up. Climbing up seems to be the only real option we have here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Phoebe begins to climb. She lifts herself up to a higher rock. Then she grasps another uh, handhold scratching her hand as she reaches a higher position. She looks down and can see the cave. She can keep going higher or climb carefully down. Phoebe is getting hungry after passing her lunchtime. Yeah, you were right. And I guess she didn't find the Snickers after all. No. In the cave. She remembers the sandwich her mother made for her. Then she hears her stomach growling. Well, the sandwich isn't in our inventory, so we don't have that. Well, we gotta keep going. Yeah, we gotta keep going. Phoebe reaches up to take a hold of the rock and pulls herself up. But her hand slips. <gasps> ah! She slides down, bumping against the rock as she goes until she slams into the ground. Oh, that hurt, she shouts as she picks herself up. Badly bruised, but nothing broken. Phoebe's health is 18 out of 20. <laughs> oh, jeez. God. <laughs> we have a health counter? Apparently we have a health counter. Um. Phoebe, Phoebe looks up at the cliff. We okay, only so she's have at the one option. We gotta keep going up. So we gotta do the looping again with going up the cliff? Yeah. I guess this so. This happens a I lot. Feel like this is... But we lose two health every time. No, we don't. Because I did it without losing health. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Yo, so it's randomized it's a little bit? Random. It's gotta be randomized. Oh. Because I lost... In, in my run through of this right now, I lost health in the car. Oh, interesting. I, no, no, no. No, I lost health falling out of the tree. So... Oh. what For huh. us, it said it was like she got bruised, but she didn't lose any health. Yeah. Okay, climb up. Uh, Phoebe manages to reach a wide ledge on the cliff. She looks down at the cave far below. She can hear the water flowing out to sea. There's some foliage at the ledge. She can search the ledge or climb down. Why would you? this ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe pulls away foliage near the cliff wall, revealing what looks like a tunnel dug into the wall Yay. and rising toward the top of the cliff. She could crawl into the tunnel or climb back down. We're going into this tunnel. We gotta find yeah, out what yeah, happened we are. to Uncle Jake and the spiders. Or Grandpa Jake and Grandpa the spiders. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the whole mystery of the story. He's actually our uncle. Oh. Or he's our real father. <laughs> that's why our parents sent us away to the island to find our true parrots <laughs> which is jake and maze oh there you go they didn't think it was proper to have old people raising a small girl on an island all by themselves yeah. in a one-room cottage where they're constantly doing dirty things in front of the cat <laughs> oh that's, that's why her birth was shameful and they took her away because she was the product of old people getting it on on an island <laughs> <laughs> or something <laughs> This is getting in weird places. So let's crawl into the tunnel. 
Phoebe is on her stomach in a long and narrow tunnel. Her hands feel raw from crawling in this musty place. She can crawl up or go down to the cliffside. Well, let's crawl up. Yeah. Not to be making decisions, but I feel like these are what we want to do. There is only one decision <laughs> that we can make. Yes. Phoebe is in a dark and damp cellar under the lighthouse. Okay. This is where the thing leads to. Uh, the mortar walls and wooden beams look ancient. There is nothing here except rats, maybe. Uh, she can go up to the entry room or go down through the tunnel. Let's go through the entry room. Because we do have a key that will get us into the... Ooh, okay. Phoebe is in a circular room with brick walls. This level has a Spartan look with bare walls. There are metal steps going up to the next level. There is a door that appears to provide access to a small attached one-story room. Phoebe clears away the furniture that blocked the door so she can leave and enter later. Yay, we can get in and out of the lighthouse. So now we can go in and outside. And apparently the stuff blocking the door was not Grandpa Jake's body. Thankfully. So I owe you both ten bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we can enter the quarters for which we have the key. I believe, right? Yeah, that lockbox thing is in there. Yeah, there should be a lockbox oh, right, yeah. or something in there. Yeah. So we can, okay, so we can go to the quarters. Answers. Go to the look at the quarters. Climb up the stairs. Go to the cellar or leave the lighthouse. Those last two seem pointless because we were just in the cellar and leaving the lighthouse does nothing. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys want to go to the quarters then? Yeah. Since we have the key. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe stands in the center of Grandpa Jake's small room. She can smell the lingering odor of tobacco. So Grandpa Jake is a chewer as well. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're called, chewers? Well, they are now. I guess so. The room is snug and comfortable. The the perfect retreat for her grandpa at the end of the day. Well, not the perfect retreat at the end of the day. There's one other location on the island for that. <laughs> I can't help myself. The room, <laughs> the room is packed with memorabilia that her grandpa has saved over the years. A flag, numerous pictures, a bird's nest. Uh, there's also a small stove, an oak table, a bed, and a large heavy lockbox next to the bed. Um, so we can examine the stove, the table, the bed, or the lockbox. Okay. I'm just going to say this. It's creepy to keep a bird's nest in your room. <laughs> That's a creepy thing to have in your room. Uh, do we want to go straight for the lockbox, or do we want to save the best for last? We could try to examine the other stuff pretty fast. Yeah. All right. Just in case maybe we'll find something else. No, we cannot examine the bird's nest. I wonder if, like, he took he found the nest and took it back, but there were eggs in it, and then more Nazi crows hatched in his house. Oh, and, and that's him. what led to all of this? Yeah. Um, you never know. Freaking Nazi crows are the worst. <laughs> Okay, let's let's just go into these in order then. Uh, let's examine the stove. Uh, Phoebe examines the small coal-burning stove. This old iron stove must have taken some strength to get in here, she thinks. There's nothing unusual about the stove. There's no food on it and nothing inside of the tiny oven. Next to the stove is a small shelf with a couple of pots and pans and a few dishes. Grandpa must have to bring his dirty dishes outside to clean. That's a chore I'd rather not have. That's authentic 13-year-old. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to do chores right now. <laughs> Phoebe stands back to admire the solid oak table. She notices faded paint on its surface. She moves close and realizes a picture 
of a large swan with its wings outstretched is etched in faded paint on the center of the table. Phoebe cannot... There's a lot of, like, bird imagery in this story. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this reminds me of the description of the hood ornament on the car. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, all the other birds. Uh, Phoebe cannot decide whether the swan's wings are opened as a greeting or as a readiness to flight. Maybe both. There's a slim book here with the title, The Lighthouse. Should we look at the book? Yes. Absolutely. Read a book. How does it go? <laughs> you sang it last time. <laughs> uh, Take a look. It's Something in a book. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading the Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Phoebe opens the book. Unfortunately, she's 1937, so they didn't have Reading Rainbow back then. No, they didn't. They just had Reading, which was less rainbow-rific. Also, I'm pretty sure I just came up with a word. Phoebe opens the book. <laughs> Phoebe opens the book and turns to the contents of the slim book. So we're going to have like choices to go through each damn page of this oh, book. Oh, God. Uh, for no lens, lens terms, lighthouse keeper, lighthouse effectiveness and Lighthouse Facts. She can read about lighthouses or return the books to the nightstand. So basically, we have the choices to read about all these different things. Um, I don't know how worth it it is. I feel like we're going to have to turn that lighthouse on at some point. But do I really want to... Okay, I'm looking through it really quick. Okay. Um, How long is it? Oh god, it's so long. All of them are so long. Okay, let's skip the book. Um, I don't think we need to actually read the book. Okay. Okay. It's very cut and dry facts. There's nothing okay. important that happens. Well, I'm glad a little bit of cheating has helped us make this decision. I sometimes... Okay, seriously, we've been reading this now for how long? We need to start... We need to either up. die or we need to finish this. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, um, let's skip the book, and if we really need to, we can come back to it. Alright. Alright, let's go to the bed. (laughs) Oh, right, we're back in here, okay. (laughs) We're going delirious, guys. Okay, let's examine the bed. Phoebe examines the narrow bed. Oh, thank God they haven't invented UV lights yet. Oh. Uh, I think all the action happens at Mace's house. Because doesn't he visit her every day? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. This is just his bachelor pad where he comes back and... Mm A middle frame supports a firm mattress covered by a thick quilt. Uh, She peeks under the bed and under the quilt, finding nothing. Then she looks under the pillow and finds a soft leather journal. More reading! (laughs) Uh, Phoebe opens the journal and begins reading. She skims over the pages of handwriting for the last few entries. Sunday. Today is the sad anniversary of my enemy of my Emily's death. Ooh. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I was because I thought it was enemy and I was like <laughs> picturing this Sauron eye. <laughs> at sunup At sunup I climbed up to the gallery and looked out across the water. Before grief could grip me, I returned to my work, but I am feeling uneasy today for more than my loss. So was Emily grandma then? I think so. I think so. And then he comforts himself on a daily basis with Maze 
as a form of grief. Mm-hmm. That's sad. But I'm happy for him. Monday. The weather turned worse today. The growing storm gathering strength in the distance has an unnatural feel to it, as though conjured by the evil genius of the Namaru. What? Whatever that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Banging on the windows of the lantern room woke me up in the middle of the night. I rose to investigate, but found nothing. I feel secure in this tiny fortress, but the crack left in one of the windows is an ominous sign. Oh, God. Tuesday, I went out to gather water from the well, and two of those blasted crows attacked me. I hit one with the bucket I was carrying. When the other nimbly avoided the same fate, I threw the bucket at it out of frustration. The wooden bucket struck a rock and broke apart. That will teach me to control my temper. Blasted birds. Phoebe sympathizes with her grandpa. She's done some dumb things when angry as well. Wednesday, the storm is growing and approaching from the west across the water. When I left to tell Maze about my concerns and borrow her bucket, which is probably an innuendo, <laughs> a snarling large dog appeared on the path, released by a nearby Namaru, no doubt. What the hell is he talking about? The blasted master of the beasts was nowhere to be seen. I beat a hasty retreat to the lighthouse, for I cannot risk hostile entry while I am gone. Maintaining the light is my primary purpose now, especially with a storm approaching. What the hell is this old man talking about? I have no idea. Okay, last page of this damn diary. The wind picked up last night and the rain has begun. I am writing this entry in the middle of the night after being woken by the banging and scratching on the lighthouse door. Something or someone seeks entry and their behavior shows them to be my enemy, not Emily. Um, I must leave to warn Maze that the Namru have gathered their forces in some effort to destroy me and extinguish this light as well. The light must be maintained. I will lock the heavy trap door to the lantern room and place the keys inside my coffee cup. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, I will leave through the tunnel and block the door from the other side. Okay, I remember that. That's that's where we came from. If someone reads this, I have been unable to return. Warn Maze and protect the light. This entry was the last that Grandpa had made. Phoebe closes the journal and returns it to under the pillow. Oh no. I guess we can examine the lockbox now. Yeah. Which we probably okay. should have done from the get-go. Phoebe takes a closer look at the lockbox. It looks like it might be cast iron and very heavy. She could try to open it. Okay, that's why we <laughs> examined it. That is the point of examining a lockbox. Open lockbox with key. Phoebe uses the tiny key on the lockbox. She opens the lockbox and sets the key down. Inside is a very small oak cask that is also locked. Um, it looks very old with a brown patina from many hands on its surface. Uh, a locked box inside a locked box. Great, Phoebe complains. She doesn't like boxception. Boxception! <laughs> she takes the cask. Maze might be able to help. So now we actually have the smaller box within our inventory. Yay. Back to the room. Um, out to the main room. Double ding. Is there a coffee cup or anything? It didn't say anything main... about a coffee cup anywhere. Mm. Okay. Um, so, I guess we'll climb up the stairs now? Because sure. all the other options seem useless. Unless we should go more in maze. I feel like we're going to climb up the stairs 
get to a room with a wick that we can't light, mm. and then we're going to have to come back down and go to mazes. This Actually, is my feeling. Okay, you're right. <laughs> oh, are you going I'm, ahead? I'm going ahead really quick to see if there's anything we absolutely need to do, and there isn't. So let's get out of here and go to mazes. All right. <laughs> um, leave the lighthouse. Unless you want to go in the service room. But I don't think room. I don't think any of us will know how to use uh oh. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Up the stairs. <laughs> oh god, okay. Oh god. I need to follow you up the stairs. Yeah. So okay, she goes up the stairs, she knows the window is cracked, which you already talked about. Uh-huh. Um slight blood smear on the window, which is scary. Keep going up. Uh she arrives at the at the third level. Uh, she can go to the service room or up to the lantern room. Yeah, let's go to the service room. Yeah. Okay. Phoebe has entered the service room where the equipment to run the lighthouse is located. There is a kerosene storage tank and an odd-looking piece of machinery with large gears all connecting to each other. That device has a crank on it. So, should we crank it or examine the storage tank? Uh, I would examine the storage tank. Yeah, we want to make sure there's kerosene there. Oh, yeah. There. Good thought. Um... Here is the storage tank for the kerosene that feeds the wick that lights the Fresnel lens uh, in the lamp room. Phoebe unscrews the latch to the tank and peers inside. The tank is empty. Okay, so... Remember how we went to that storage shed? No, (laughs) I don't remember that. What storage shed? Oh yeah, there's a storage shed full of kerosene. Outside. Oh! Outside. Around the back. If you go around the back. Should we run downstairs and grab that? I think so. Alright, out to stairs, climb downstairs, climb downstairs again, leave the lighthouse, uh, path behind the lighthouse, to the oil shed. Oh, we but cannot... it's not letting us take the kerosene. We don't have anything to contain oh. the kerosene in. Just to be safe, I'm clicking out multiple times and looping to see if it works and it doesn't work. Okay, we Fair. need to go talk to Maze. We need to Okay. Help. Oh! What? I bet she... He wasn't able to go get the bucket from her, so I bet we need to get a. She bucket gives us the bucket to get the kerosene. Oh yeah, this is my guess. All right, let's, we can't let's... just fill the backpack with with kerosene. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we just hold it in our dress, yeah. right? That's how dresses. We could uh, just move it a mouthful at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. boy. Alright, front of the lighthouse, west along the path, uh, west to the uphill path, west to Maze's garden, knock on Maze's door. She says, welcome back, enter Maze's home. We kick that bitch in the knee and ask her what a Namaru is. (laughs) (laughs) Maze notices that Phoebe is hurt. She tells Phoebe to sit down while she gets some bandages. Yay, we're getting healed. Maze leaves for a few moments and returns with antiseptic and bandages. She looks at Phoebe's cuts and bruises and applies medicine and bandages to fix her up almost new. Thanks for the help, Maze. It doesn't hurt as much now. Maze leaves to put the medicine away and then returns to Phoebe. Phoebe's health is now 20 out of 20. Just like her vision. (laughs) Um, we We can either tell her about the abandoned car or... Ask her about the small oak box, which seems a lot more relevant right now. 
Yeah. I feel like the small oak box is a bigger deal right now. Maze, can you tell me about this box? I cannot open it. Maze takes the engraved box. Hmm, Jake showed this to me once. She raises it up and looks at the bottom. Then as she holds it in her hands, she presses the bottom corners at the same time. There's a quiet pop from the inside of the box. Maze hands it back to Phoebe. Now try opening it, Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe takes the box and opens its lid easily. Then she looks inside. She reaches down and takes a pearl ring in the shape of a swan out of the box. There's a lot of birds in this story. Yeah. Maze tells her the ring was given to Jake when he was a child after one of the 36 died. It is your treasure, your mark of distinction. You will need it in the near future. Phoebe holds up the ring to the light. What does it do, Maze? Is it magic? Maze chuckles. No, it doesn't shoot magical rays or turn the Namaru into stone. It cannot call fire down from the heavens to rain your enemies. Oh goodness, Phoebe laughs. I'd be afraid to wear it if it did. So why give it to me? Phoebe, I am unsure. Jake could tell you more if you could find him. But now it's yours to wear, and your discoveries to make. How magical, but not real magical. <laughs> Phoebe puts on the ring. It fits her finger comfortably. It looks very old. So we read the letter that exists, apparently. Oh, there's a letter I as guess. well, explaining. According Great. to the next choice, there's a letter. Uh, Phoebe takes a letter out of the box. In her grandfather's writing, she reads, Dear Phoebe, if you are reading this, I am not around to help you. Uh, I hope I am still alive because I have so much more I have to accomplish. Uh, I sent a message to your mother and father to send you to me. They understand why. Let me start teaching you now, even though I am not with you now. First and foremost, you are about to become part of a grand struggle between light and dark, between kindness and cruelty. It has been so for all time. In, in every generation, the lamed Vav and their enemies... And their, oh, sorry, and their allies, the Mithra, have been locked in a struggle with the Namaru and their allies, the Bodak. The winners will usher in either an era of good, will, and bounty, or an era of hate and deprivation. Then, in the next generation, the struggle will emerge once again with new leaders on both sides. The fight is between the image of the swan and the octopus. What the hell? The s- Natural enemies, the swan. swan and the octopus. Yeah. I know. The swan has always been a thing of beauty, yet it is a fierce fighter, especially toward its young. The octopus is an image of grasping with, a, with its tentacles, of extending its reach. Oh, thanks for explaining that symbolism God, this, to us, dude. God, this letter just keeps going. <laughs> Phoebe... <laughs> Phoebe continues with the type note found in the box. It has the heading, Lamed Vav. The words lamed vav are two letters in the Hebrew alphabet that represent the number 36. According to Jewish tradition, there are 36 humble, ordinary people in each generation hidden throughout the world who are only brought to the forefront when disaster is threatening to strike. They are usually poor, unknown, obscure, and no one guesses that they are the ones who bear all the sorrows and sins of the world. If you were to meet one on the street, you wouldn't be able to tell who they are. They do not even know their own nature, concealed even from themselves until the time they are needed. When one dies, another is born to take his or her place. In times of great danger, the lame Vav, uh, I'm probably mispronouncing that horribly, but I'm not 
Jewish, so I don't know. Uh, make a dramatic... Do you speak Hebrew? Tell us on our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> if you've made it this far into the story. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. The Jews are a patient people. Throughout history and across the world, they have come together to oppose a great evil. Sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail. When they succeed, they perform what is called Tikkun Onlam, the healing of the world. Then they return, as mysteriously as they appeared, back into an anonymity. I can never say anonymity. that. Anonymity. Anonymity, thank you. As they fail, the result is a dark age that follows into the next generation of lamed Vav appears. As long as Slavevap continues to serve humanity and God in this fashion, the world will go on. But if at some point God will not be able to find someone just and good enough to replace a dying Slavevap, the world will end immediately. Aw, oh, crap. So let's ask Maze about this crap. Maze, what am I supposed to do if I am one of the so-called Slavevap? Well, Maze responds, It's simple, Phoebe. Live a life that sustains goodness. Resist the Namaru, defend the weak, be a positive force in life. Phoebe responds sadly, Is that why they want to kill me, Maze? When she replies, Maze's tone turns firm, with a sharp edge. Kill you? Oh no, Phoebe. If they kill you, another life will emerge somewhere to take your place. No, they don't want to kill you. They want to turn you, to make you become one of them. Then they win, at least here and now. Maze walks over and gives Phoebe a hug. Be strong, dear Phoebe. You are not alone. Phoebe hands the notes and box to Maze. Here, Maze, you take this and keep it safe. So we're Jewish. I guess so. Guess so. And we have a rosary. Interesting. Yep. Ooh. So, can I just say that it's a little strange that the author made a huge deal about how historically accurate the operation of the lighthouse was? <laughs> <laughs> in the midst of all of this. Well, like, he was like, there are some whimsical elements, but the lighthouse operates perfectly. I, I did find that entertaining. Um, also... Like, I was expecting not this. Yeah. Also, I would just want to point out that the operation of the lighthouse is the one part we did skip. So, <laughs> even though he took the time to make that accurate, we're not reading it. Unless True. we have to soon. Yeah. Phoebe considers what she might say to Maze. Um, she can. We can tell her about the abandoned car, or we can just leave. Telling her about the car doesn't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's okay. GTFO well, then. I'm trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. Now. I know. Okay. <laughs> Let's like, get at, Let's GTFO oh. out of Maze's home. <laughs> I feel like I know we have to do something with the stupid lighthouse, but I don't want to read the whole. <laughs> I don't want to read all this. It's um, so much. Do we need to East. Uh, try and climb the treehouse like a bunch of times oh. until we finally get in there? Okay. Oh, that's the thing. That is the thing. We, we didn't. We haven't gotten in there right, yet. Let's haven't. Leave Maze's shit and go to the rest of the clearing. Um, approach the large oak tree. Climb up. Phoebe made it to the treehouse. <laughs> what? She brushes the leaves and twigs from her clothes and looks around. Phoebe looks down and can see the forest far below her. 
goodness, she mutters to herself. I wonder how high this tree is. Treehouse was from the ground when it was built. Would it not be the same height as it is how now? How much would the height have changed? Maybe the tree grew. Is that what she means? <laughs> Maybe, but I mean... If it grew substantially, it would have just torn the house apart. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The boards of the floor look sturdy enough. Um, there are a few cracked ones nailed to the branches that could have been walls at one time. The treehouse is made of weathered boards of various sizes, jammed up against the trunk and braced by thick branches about halfway up the oak tree. Other than the skeletal frame and a few large boards, there's not much of a roof. Phoebe can see several generous branches nested overhead, providing some protection from the elements. The floor is in fairly good shape, with the old boards nailed securely to the frame. Uh, slight cracks between them allow drainage so water is not pulled here or rotted their surface. Wide boards nailed to the frame serve as walls that run about halfway up the structure, allowing fairly good visibility in all directions. The nifty little building seems to have served as a sentry lookout or a fort. Uh, this treehouse must have been hammered together by someone with at least a few carpentry skills. The only safe way out from here is to climb down. So we can climb down, we can examine the tree trunk more closely, we can look through the dead leaves, or jump from the treehouse. <laughs> Which doesn't sound smart. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. Although I kind of want to do it just for the hell of it. But I think we should look through the dead leaves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phoebe kicks away some of the collected dead leaves on the floor of the treehouse. She strikes something solid. She stoops down and brushes the leaves and dirt away. Hidden beneath them is an old rusted telescope. She takes it and stands up. Then she holds the scope up to her right eye to see if it works. But the glass is cracked and foggy. Someone must have had fun with this, Phoebe mutters to herself. The telescope is rusted and useless, so she sets it down and leaves. Oh, on the leaves. So we can examine the trunk. Jump from the treehouse or climb down from the treehouse. Trunk. Trunk. Okay. All that junk up in the trunk. <laughs> uh, Phoebe notices some kind of scrawling on the tree trunk. Oh, God. She walks over to take a closer look and sees a message etched deeply in the bark. As she looks more closely, she makes out the words, Seth loves Maze. Wow, Aww. Phoebe thinks to herself. I didn't know that Maze had a friend named Seth. Friend I guess is one way to put it. <laughs> so do you think Maze gets... No, I don't think she gets down and dirty in the treehouse anymore because didn't she say she has bad legs? Yeah. Unless he's a gentleman yeah, and she carries did. her up to the treehouse. I think Seth is a Namaru and Maze has betrayed us and we should go strangle her. With the rosary. <laughs> yes, with the rosary. <laughs> That that was actually a solution to a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Was it really? with a rosary? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, a guy gets strangled in the street, and everybody's like, oh, it must have been a really strong person. And Sherlock Holmes is like, nope, it was with a rosary. These are not fingerprint marks. They're bead marks. It was that old lady right there. So it doesn't really take a Sherlock Holmes to figure that out, though. A lot of things that Sherlock Holmes figures out. It doesn't really take a Sherlock Holmes to figure out. How ironic. So should we climb down from the tree or jump down? I really want to jump down, down, but I don't want to die. I think if we jump down, we die. All right, let's climb. 
<laughs> Let's just be safe. We've made right. it so far. I don't want to die from jumping out of a fucking treehouse. So true. I think we should go talk to Maze about this Seth person. Oh, good idea. So you guys are smart. Like- that actually sounds like a really good idea. West along the path. Oh, what the... As Phoebe walks along the forested path... I thought well, West is back to Maze's house, right? Yeah. Okay. As Phoebe walks along the forested path, she hears nearby howling. She leaves the path to see what is making the sound and finds a baby bear trapped in the teeth of a nasty trap. The oh. cub is frantically struggling to release its bloody paw, but its efforts are unsuccessful. This is so sad. Oh. Its howls are pitiful. Phoebe could approach the baby bear to see if she could help or she could go east back to the clearing or west. Okay. One thing with the baby bear, though, is if we approach it, the mother bear might come out and kill us. Should we just keep going to Maze's house, or should we help the bear? Let's help the bear. Alright. <laughs> Defy nature. Phoebe walks over to the bear and reaches out to help, but the bear cub growls and snaps at her hand. She can see the young thing is in a lot of pain. Furball, I'm not going to hurt you, Phoebe tells it. Phoebe looks around. She wouldn't want to be here if a mother bear arrives. She can see the sharp jaws of the trap gripping the cub's paw. She could leave or try to open the trap. Ah, uh, we committed to helping the bear. Okay. Let's see if we can let's, get our hands cut off. I I feel like this is a bad idea. Okay, little one, let's see if I can open this trap. Phoebe grits her teeth and pulls with all her might. She pulls and pulls and pulls until finally the cub's paw is free. The cub pulls its paw out of the trap and looks at Phoebe for a moment that darts off into the forest. Gee, I should at least get some kind of prize for saving you, Furball. Furball, that's a good name. Phoebe can finally go on her journey east or west. So, let's go west. What the flip? A human figure emerges out of the darkness of the forest. The speaker is tall with a floppy hat and a billowing black cape that swirls on the damp ground. The hat is broad-rimmed and hides his face in shadow. For just a second, he reminds Phoebe of someone in her comic books, then he speaks. The voice is deep and slow, a man's voice. If sound could be raked over crushed glass, it would sound gravelly like his. It gives Phoebe goosebumps. Phoebe. Yes, yes, Phoebe. I know your name. I'm losing my voice. (laughs) Maybe that's appropriate. Uh, He smiles through crooked teeth. I've been watching for you. Time to meet, my dear. My lovely bone snapper. Yes, time to play. Then he opens his cape to reveal one of the creepiest dogs that Phoebe has ever seen. Black from snout to paw. Oh, God. It is big and short-haired. The head looks too large for its body. Maybe to hold (laughs) all those teeth, Phoebe thinks, as her heart begins to pound. She knows dog breeds like she understands Latin, which means not at all. But it doesn't... (laughs) But it doesn't take a vet to know that this creature is not a lap dog that loves to cuddle. Oh, no. As the dog stands watching her, uh, the man in shadows closes his cape. Then he turns and walks swiftly into the woods, cape billowing behind him as he disappears into the darkness of the trees. Then the dog slowly advances on her. Phoebe thinks grimly, Time to play? This dog wants to play? Phoebe shudders at the thought. Then she finds out what the man means. Bear comes to save us. (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing? Phoebe backs up, careful not to trip on any tree roots as the dog lowers its head and advances. Bloody red eyes 
boring down on her, send chills up her spine. She looks around to see if there is anything else she could pick up to fight with, but the scattered small branches appear useless. Bone Snapper lowers his head with a deep, guttural growl as it approaches. Phoebe can hear her lungs quivering. Phoebe fights the panic that wants to take control. She could fight the dog. On the other hand, she could try to run away. You are a 13-year-old girl. You freaking run. The, st <laughs> the storm clouds are increasing as night approaches. Daylight is fading as the wind picks up. So either fight Aww. Bone Snapper or you run. Run. Alright. I feel like none of those options are good. <laughs> run away. Run. Phoebe tries to run away, but Bone Snapper leaps on her and pushes her to the ground. I figured this would happen. She rolls oh, over. What? That's not what happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. She rolls over. Did you have to run away from a dog at some point? Oh, <laughs> never mind. Okay, so basically she punches the dog. It jumps on her and it's on top of her. She punches it. But her health is 18 out of 20. So she can fight it again or run away. Let's run away again. And now there's a picture of a bear. So that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> no, the bear saves us. We saved the bear. Phoebe decides to run away. She's about to run to the forest when suddenly a great brown bear comes crashing through the trees. Oh no, not angry bear too, Phoebe thinks. But instead of hurting Phoebe, the bear attacks Bone Snapper. Its huge paw smashes into the dog's head. Bone Snapper rolls back and hits a tree. The bear looks at him for a moment and licks its teeth. Bone Snapper gets up and staggers into the forest with the bear in hot pursuit. Phoebe sees a pendant lying on the ground that must have fallen from around the creature's neck. Wow, that was nice. I guess Mama, Mama Bear gave me a present after all, Phoebe thinks. We're saved! So, <laughs> okay, take... I gotta say, so I guess... high five for saving the bear. Yeah. Good call. Good job. So we take the pendant. But then, the Shadow Man emerges from the forest. Well, Bone Snapper had his turn. Now it's mine. Then he smiles at Phoebe. Would you like to play, oh, Phoebe? This is the creepy. creepiest thing ever. Oh, Phoebe's heart racing. She realizes that she can only do one thing. Run! Run! Likewise, that is our one choice. Phoebe dives into the forest, driven by near panic. Direction is unimportant. She just needs to get away from that shadow man, or whatever he is. She runs into the forest and can hear him following, crashing through the trees. I'm coming for you, Phoebe. You can't escape. Phoebe tries to shut out the words while she runs, avoiding brutes that could make her fall. She could run to the west or the east, or she could try to hide. I thought direction was unimportant. <laughs> well, west is west is, is Maze's maze, house, right? Uh... And east is the lighthouse, I think. Uh, I feel like Maze's house is the place to go. Should we try to hide? It doesn't seem like it matters. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Let's run west. We die no matter what. Um, Phoebe begins to run to what she thinks is the west. She's a good runner. After all, she can beat lots of the boys at her school. Uh, but her knees are still shaking from fear. I'm coming, Phoebe. But then his voice seems a little <laughs> further away. Oh, god damn it. It's Batman. We're fucked. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe almost runs into a tree, and then trips on some undergrowth and falls on her face. She gets up and continues running, ignoring the dirt on her face and leaves, and the leaves in her hair. She could keep running, or she could just give up on the sh give up to the shadow man. Why would you do that? Run. Keep going west. Yeah. 
Phoebe continues her desperate run to the west, she thinks. She's getting tired now as she tries to weave her way through the dense forest. She stumbles along a decline and almost falls. She thinks of screaming for help, but who would hear her so deep in the forest? Then she spots what might be a good hiding place. She can't run much further, even though she's 13, she thinks. Her running might be over. Maybe she should just give up, so we can jump in the hole, or we can give up and surrender. Go in the hole. Go in the hole. Yeah. God damn, I'm so tired of reading. Let's see, she's in the hole. I'm going to paraphrase, because I don't feel like reading this. Uh, she's in the hole. It's more like a small cave. Uh, she doesn't hear anything, but she hears the shadow man's voice echo through the forest, but she's not sure if he's getting closer. Then a shout from deeper in the forest. Phoebe, don't make me bad. <laughs> Phoebe pulls herself into a ball and... <laughs> Swear to me. Freaking Batman. <laughs> I'm picturing Batman, like, retiring and going after schoolyard bullies at this point. <laughs> like, just grabbing 13-year-olds. Stop it! Pulls some weeds in front of her. Anything to make her hiding hole better. The sounds of the Shadow Man seem to be closer, and then... Crash, Phoebe hears the splintering of wood and then the loud roars of an enraged bear. Then more sounds with a mixture of growls and shouts. What must be a ferocious fight goes on for almost a minute, then silence. Phoebe waits uh, as her heart and breathing slows down. Waits and waits, nothing except the normal sounds of the forest. A swirl chattering, birds chirping overhead. Even, though she, even so she waits and waits, until she finally hopes it's safe to leave her hiding hole. Oof, okay. We escaped that crazy Batman guy. So let's go. Are we going to keep going west to Mesa's house? Sure. Because right. we didn't we have to go there for Seth or something? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That was our original Whatever that guy's name was. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. My brain is losing momentum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't her house. Phoebe walks to the front yard of what must have once have been a nice home. It's still standing, but the wood is charred black. The windows are broken. Weeds are sprouting up in the front yard. This was a strange fire, Phoebe thinks. Uh, she walks to, house, to the house and puts her hand on the exterior. The wood is warm. Then she stands back. The house almost looks like it was baked and overcooked, like a burned but not crumbled cookie. What could have done that, Phoebe thinks. She could go in. Go around the back or return to the clearing. It's still warm though, does that mean it's still being cooked? I guess. Did we find the gingerbread house? <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe takes a bite of one of the wood pieces. This is delicious, she thinks. <laughs> um, that doesn't actually happen. Uh, so, I feel like entering the burned out house is not a great idea. Plus, there's probably 30,000 things to examine in there. Would it present us with a whole new area with no purpose, though? Hmm. Like, here's a burned-out house that I spent the time writing and designing. But you should probably just go back to the clearing and head to Maze's place. <sighs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's, so, that's thinking a little meta, but... So we should go in the house? Yeah. Or go like around to the backyard. Hmm. Maybe backyard first? 
Uh, you know what? Actually, instead of doing all those things, we are going to pause yet again <laughs> in this um, in this fantastic tale and hopefully bring the last part of this story, part four, in the next episode. Uh, I don't anticipate it'll go up to five, but you never know, right? Maybe. Um, so, thanks for listening. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. And subscribe to us on iTunes. We are called Go Your Own Way, in case you forgot. Yay! Woo! Listen to us next time for the probably conclusion of this very long story. Bye! looking for more magical podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.